Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle, Hush Tones Pod, Saturday morning. It's your buddy Gavin. Got a true old school filibuster here today. Not about soccer. No guest. You might hear constant banging of metal in the background. There is a parking lot replacement going on at the building across the street from the studio. And it's Saturday morning. It's 9.03. They've been working on it for two hours already today. They've been working on the project for two months. It'll never end. So if you keep hearing a repetitive bang, 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 I'll pause for it. You may or may not hear that. Anyway, it's phenomenal. Uh, (laughs) They actually haven't been hammering this consistently since I pressed record. So that's phenomenal. This might be the worst pod of all time. But I'm going to go to the theme song. We're going to come back. Three bands in three nights from Harbor Lights, a.k.a. the Leader Bank Pavilion in South Boston, a.k.a. Seaport. A lot of AKAs to start. There'll be more, but we'll explain it after the theme song. Filibusterfreestyle.com presents the aforementioned Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster, freestyle. All right, so we're back. The banging is still going on. I do have a visual on what is the banging, though. So there's a giant cement truck pouring cement, but there's a dude trying to get, I think, dried cement out of a wheelbarrow, and what he's doing is just hammering the wheelbarrow with a shovel in a bright orange shirt because all work crew guys need to wear a bright green or a bright orange shirt to signify, hey, I'm a work crew guy. And I respect that. All right, so I tease it a little bit. And by the way, what a great topic and what a tough situation. Hush tones, Saturday morning, plus construction across the street. But three bands, three nights, Harbor Lights, a.k.a. Leader Bank Pavilion, which you might know by several other names, which I will cover in a second. Dramatic pause to drink some water. Unofficial sponsor of the week, by the way. Liquid Death, which comes in a can, looks like an energy drink, but is actually the water they sell at Leader Bank Pavilion. So, in August 2021, yours truly, at 42 years old, went to his first show ever the venue formerly known as several different things. First known as Harbor Lights, it opened in 1994 at Fan Pier in Boston. And it was Harbor Lights, actually, I learned this today on Wikipedia. Harbor Lights from 94 to 98, different location. When it relocated and reopened in what was then South Boston, what is now the seaport, in July of 1999, it was known as the Bank Boston Pavilion. Which is amazing, because Bank Boston was originally Bay Bank, and then Bank of Boston and Bay Bank merged. And that was my bank. That was the first place I opened up a checking account. Ironically, I've never been to this place, because when it opened in 1999, I was in college, I was broke. So my bank was spending probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to sponsor the name of the pavilion, yet I couldn't afford to go. Of course, then, as anybody who's from Boston knows, after that one year as Bank Boston Pavilion, it became Fleet Boston Pavilion because Fleet Bank bought Bank of Boston. They merged. I became a Fleet customer, still couldn't afford to go. And that was the name from 2000 to 2004. Then Fleet 
got bought by Bank of America, which became my bank again. Still my bank sponsoring this place. Still not wealthy enough to go, and then after a while moved away. But anyway, from 04 to 13, Bank of America Pavilion, which is what most people still call it, because one, it was that for nine years, and number two, or 10 years really, and two, people know what Bank of America is. Those naming rights expired in 2013. So in 2014, we had Blue Hills Bank Pavilion for five years, 2014, 2019. Then Rockland Trust Bank got the sponsorship naming rights from 2019 to 2021. Tough time to buy the two-year sponsor rights since 2020 was a bust thanks to COVID. And now it's called Leader Bank Pavilion. We'll see how long that one lasts. But anyway, 42 years. The place has been open since I was 21, so half my life. I didn't go to a show until August of this year. Long way of getting there. Who did I go see? I went and saw what is likely, if you're listening in several of the parts of the world that listen to the show, and by the way, thanks for doing so. I went to see a band who's from this area called Dalton and the Sheriffs. And now they got like a jackhammer going across the street. This just keeps getting better. I hope you guys can hear this because you're going to think I'm a crazy person. But we got like a lawnmower or a helicopter or a jackhammer or all three going on across the street. But that is apropos for this podcast. All right. So anyway, Dalton and the Sheriffs. Dalton and the Sheriffs is, is a, a country band, essentially. But a local couple, husband and wife, are the songwriting team. And the husband performs as the lead singer and guitarist of Dalton and the Sheriffs. Despite his name not being Dalton and none of the guys in the band, to my knowledge, being sheriffs. But the band's lawyer... John is a friend of my wife, Chief Marketing Officer Cindy Harrington. And honestly, this was like a crowning achievement show for a local, a local band that's got a word-of-mouth devoted following at this giant, <clears throat> relatively giant, nationally relevant summer mid-size concert venue. So Dalton and the Sheriffs packed this 5,200-person Amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater, outdoor, stress that, especially in the times of COVID, with their brand of country music that's kind of like a salt life, beach town, kind of, kind of Massachusetts, kind of like country living sound. And they do some covers and they do some, what is just some kind of straight ahead country. And essentially this was like a South Shore of Massachusetts, giant family reunion, giant night before Thanksgiving party, giant high school reunion, all rolled into one. And Dalton and the Sheriffs, you know, they've got a legit lawyer, the aforementioned John Rubicki. They've got a legit following. They packed 5,200 people into Leader Bank Pavilion. But when they go on the road, you know, New York City, Philadelphia, D.C., even Nashville, Chicago, I mean, they'll be playing to, you know, crowds that are 500, 1,000, whatever it is. So this was like a huge show for, I forget Dalton's actual real name, but for Dalton his wife, his family, the band, all their friends, which is pretty cool. Incredibly cool, actually. And it was cool to go. First time I ever went, didn't know the band. They were solid. And uh, what I would say if you want to picture the fan base, because the reason I'm doing this pod is I've been to this place now three times, Leader Bank Pavilion. I went last night. I'll get into that in a minute. I went three nights ago. I'll get into that in a minute. But this was the first time I went. And And it couldn't have been three more different shows. So local band, from Massachusetts, biggest show of their career, country music, but like dudes from Massachusetts. 
The fan base, I would just say, go to a Red Sox game, peak summer, 7 p.m., weeknight, Red Sox game, and just pick any 5,000 people, men, women, children, whatever, out of the crowd of Lansdowne Street pre a Red Sox game in peak summer. That was the fan base, essentially, that we had at Leader Bank Pavilion for Dalton and the Sheriffs. So, three nights ago, September 22nd, Cindy Harrington, huge fan of the band Bleachers. So is her friend Dave and Danielle. So the four of us went to see Bleachers. Lead singer Jack Antonoff, major, major songwriter and producer for others, including Taylor Swift. So, you know, my man's legit. Dramatic pause for some more liquid death, a.k.a. water. Really cool live performance. Two drummers, two sax players, six-person band. But the cool thing is the two drummers, one plays keyboards, and one plays bass, respectively, on certain songs. The two sax players both play keys. The guitarist also plays keys, and Jack plays guitar, and he plays keys. So you had six dudes at any time who could play at least two instruments each, doing all kinds of wild good stuff. Very high energy. They love to perform. This is not their biggest show ever. This is not their smallest show ever. But they seemed incredibly pumped and gratefully playing live again. Did a really good job of uh, engaging the audience. I am not a big Bleachers guy. I know Bleachers. I like Bleachers. Like I like the songs that I know. But I, I wouldn't have gone to the show if Cindy Harrington wasn't like, hey, I'm going to Bleachers. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. Because at the time, when we booked the tickets, I'd still never been to Leader Bank Pavilion or any of the aforementioned names. Anyway, to my knowledge, Bleachers played most of their hits. Maybe all of them. Not sure. Again, fantastic live performers, tons of energy, tons of crowd engagement, tons of the crowd singing the lyrics to their songs. Very cool. Fan base. Couldn't have been more different. Not even, well, some overlap probably with Dalton and the Sheriffs, like at least me and Cindy, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, lots of couples, couples of all types, right? So same-sex couples, you know, male-female couples, et cetera, whomever. All kinds of very welcoming very welcoming uh, band, very welcoming group, very welcoming situation. I believe um, Jack literally stopped and told the crowd there's no cynicism at this concert, which basically was just reinforcing that everybody was welcome there and everybody's welcome to just go bananas. There was a little um, there was a little group to the left of us across the aisle, and there was a, a woman who knew every single song and danced like it was... Uh, she was in her living room by herself the entire night. And she was kind of my yin and, yin and yang. Because I was just, I liked it. I was there and I love live music. But this woman knew everything, poured her heart and soul out. And that was most of the people there, just loving it. The fan base, lots and lots of female identifying folks. So basically, it was a little bit of a ladies' night, which I only bring up because of the third band I saw last night, which is the exact opposite. But um, lots of young people, lots of 30s and 40s, very diverse crowd for Boston. Again, Boston is not the most diverse city. Um, relative to several places in the United States and throughout the world. But for Boston, it was an incredibly, um, you know, heterogeneous crowd. A lot of different types of people there, a lot of fun, a lot of good times. So who did I see last night? Primus, a band that started near San Francisco in 1984. The current lineup has been together since 1989. I saw Primus once, actually, in 1998, as part of the Snowcore Tour at Songus Arena in Lowell, Mass, with my cousin Mike the Hitman Hart. Haven't seen Primus since 1998. In fact, I saw Primus in 98. Fleet Bank Pavilion, whatever the hell it used to be called, didn't even open in Southie, in the seaport, until 1999. So I saw 
Primus last, before the pavilion that I'd never been to for half my life even opened. Great to be back at Primus. So anyway, for those who don't know Primus, they got some radio play in the early 90s. Songs like My Name is Mud, Mr. Crinkle, Jerry was a race car driver, and many, many more. Including one that irked Winona Ryder, but apparently for no reason. The bottom line, if you still don't know who Primus is, they wrote and recorded the South Park TV theme song. Described as Wikipedia as a funk metal band, which, let's stop for a second there. Funk, as in Sly and the Family Stone, Parliament Funkadelic, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and metal, like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. Put those together. I never thought about them in terms of a genre, because basically they are just a... Nobody sounds like Primus, and Primus doesn't sound like anybody. And I think it's because their drummer, Tim Herb Alexander is basically a virtuoso, and the bass player slash frontman, Les Claypool, is absolutely a virtuoso. So whether they're funk metal or just Primus being Primus, they're phenomenal. They're not an easy lesson. It's lots of kind of, quote, math rock, lots of wild, random, crazy time signatures, odd tuning structures in some cases, no pop sensibility really at all. And here's the best part. Not their biggest show, not their smallest show, but they didn't even play all their hits. And basically, everybody was pretty cool with that. Dr. Green, drummer Drillin' Threes, was not as cool with that. He really wanted to hear the hits. But they played a couple hits in their opening set. And then they take a 10-minute break. And then they come back and they decide... And they've been doing this on tour, so we knew it was coming. But they play an entire Rush album, the band Rush from Canada. Slap it to bass, Rush, um, as their second set. So, and it wasn't like they played Roll the Bones or, you know, I don't know, Dimensions or any of like the, the, the Rush albums that had three or four radio hits on it. No. They decided they were going to play the entire six song A Farewell to Kings record, which features Closer to the Heart as the one radio single. Four other songs you probably haven't heard very much of. And then an 11-ish minute final track called Cygnus X1 Book One Prologue. And everybody was cool with that too. How about a band doesn't play their, all their hits and then plays a whole Rush album that only features one radio hit and everybody was cool with it. Then they ended the night with four Primus songs. To close, really cool stuff. Really great, great. It was awesome. They're an unbelievable band. They're unbelievable musicians. But here's the thing. So when Les, play, when Les Claypool plays, a lot of guitar players, back in the day when I used to go to concerts in the 90s, like they didn't want anybody to see how they do their tricks because you know, they don't want to get copied, right? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Soul Asylum at River Rave, also in 1998 or 9, with Mike the Hitman Hart once again. And the, the Soul Asylum guitar player would turn his back to the crowd when he was doing some of his solos. Like anybody really was caring what the Soul Asylum gar- guitar player was doing. Not that he wasn't great, he was, but like he was like, I got to keep this a secret. Les Claypool was like, no, no, no. I'm going to have the camera zoom in on what I'm doing. Good effing luck trying to replicate this. So they're, all night they're showing Les do his thing. And I've never really thought about how he gets the sound out of his guitar. But Roscoe P tells me it's kind of like a. His technique is like a banjo technique, but he's doing a banjo on a bass guitar, whether it's a four-string or a five-string or even a six-string custom-made bass. He also plays some upright bass, like some cello-type stuff as well during the show. 
guy's unbelievable and his style is unbelievable and pretty much unreplicatable, which is not probably a word, but who cares? So anyway, Primus is playing Rush. And Getty Lee, lead singer and bass player for Rush, phenomenal singer, by the way, and certainly less doesn't hold a candle there, in my opinion. Very different voice, you know, but Getty Lee's a hell of a bass player. Les Claypool, when they zoom in on him playing Getty Lee stuff, and he even pulled out the Rickenbacker bass, which is what Getty Lee plays, no disrespect to Getty Lee. Getty Lee's an unbelievable bass player. I keep saying it because what I'm about to say is a huge but, which is when Les plays the Rush stuff, I'm not saying I can do it, but I could see how somebody could play those songs on a bass guitar. But then when Rush... When the Rush stuff ends and he goes back to his own bass and his own style, you're just, again, how the hell is he doing this? It's a three-piece band. Now, Dalton and the Sheriff was like a five-piece band. Typical, straight-ahead country. Didn't have the slide guitar stuff, but you get it. The Bleachers band, six dudes playing all kinds of different instruments. Great sound, tons of sound, tons of energy. Okay, everything was amazing. But Primus is literally three dudes. And the sound that comes out of these three dudes is so friggin' unbelievable. And then when they zoom in on how he's doing it with his bass, and you're like, I don't even know where to start to break down what the hell he's doing. It was actually really cool to see. So anyway, fan base. Any guesses? To review, incredibly for Boston, diverse fan base at Bleachers. Female skewing, doesn't matter, but that's what it was. Dalton and the Sheriffs. Basically, any Massachusetts high school reunion, 200 people, multiply that times whatever, get 5,000 of those people, that's your Dalton and the Sheriffs crew. Any guesses still on Primus? Dudes. Lots and lots of dudes. Not all dudes, but like 95% dudes. And I would say ranging, including the women or whomever else was there, ranging from probably 18 to 65. Just Primus has been around forever. Primus is not for everybody, but Primus is friggin' fantastic. Friggin' fantastic at playing music. Like just so good at playing music. So really interesting to go there on three nights to see three completely different bands, three completely different stages in their careers, three completely different fan bases. And the best part is kids. Uh, we live in Southie. It's like a mile, less than a mile and a half from where I am right now in the studio to the Leader Bank Pavilion. I walked there. How cool is that to walk to a show? Walk home from a show. Actually, Roscoe P. gave me a ride home last night, but you get it. Anyway, it is September 25th. Happy birthday to Roscoe P. It's great to be with Roscoe P. in the wee hours of his birthday at midnight as we toasted with some tequila, a little margarita from Bar Taco, right near the Trader Joe's in Southie, in the seaport. So many things in my daily life coming together there. Go to Trader Joe's all the time. Unofficial sponsor of the week. But anyway, until August of 2021, I had never been to AKA Harbor Lights and all the different banks that have sponsored the pavilion. And now I've been three times in the last month. And more importantly, I've been two times in the last three days. Filibusterfreestyle.com, filibusterfreestyle.com at Filibuster Freestyle on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us, rate, review, subscribe to the pod. Thanks for listening. Take it easy out there. And once again, happy birthday to Roscoe P.